as we provide billions and billions of data points of pay, job description, skills, information about the organizations, information about people. We have all this data and talent intelligence as an emerging super category. Don't conduct your analysis in isolation because data is so incredibly powerful. Not defending just the tribe, but defending the organization. Those creative people that you really want to keep empowered, keep excited, keep motivated, keep thinking. Good experience pays dividends down the line. Stereotypes tend to break down in proximity. Welcome to We're Only Human, a podcast about human resources, business, technology, and the workplace. My name is Ben Eubanks, your host, and I'm so glad you're here. Hey everyone, welcome to We Are Only Human. I'm Ben Eubanks, your host, and glad to have you here with us. So I've been looking forward to this episode for quite some time now, because for those of you that don't know, we're working on some compensation research this year, looking at the technology, looking at the buyers, looking at the trends and the priorities, and all those kind of things and how they wrap together and the stories they're telling. And it's been so much fun to see how this has evolved since our first measurement period a couple years ago and what sort of priorities are popping to the surface. And I, while I love to do a good solo episode, I have Kent Plunkett here from salary.com. He's the CEO over there. And we're going to talk about some of the things that he's seeing. He's actually had a preview of the research. We're going to talk through some of the things that were priorities that he saw and other things that, that popped up as big picture things we should be thinking about as HR leaders who wear the compensation hat or as someone who's a dedicated comp leader. If you've got someone on your team who does that job, grab the link to this episode, pass it right over to them because they're going to appreciate this. There's not enough out there educating those people specifically, and we're trying to make sure and, and cover that gap. So without any further ado, Kent, welcome to the show, sir. Glad to have you. Thanks, Ben, and thank you for your insights. They're always interesting reading. I appreciate that very much. The check is in the mail, sir. So <laughs> tell us a about who you are and what you do to kick us off, why don't you? Sure. I'm the founder and CEO of salary.com. We're in business to help our customers get pay right and get talent to fit in the right spots in the organization. Look, it's in our view, compensation is still at the heart of the deal between employers and employee. And we're one of the top five survey companies in the world, collect running compensation surveys. We also do, we're also probably the leading company with an aggregate survey aggregate data set that's uh, very regression-based and has a lot of AI and ML characteristics to it. They provide more of a kind of one-stop shop for answers around compensation. We also do workflow software for setting compensation for your employees, and we help manage your job descriptions in a really robust way. So we're a data and software company combined, and we have about 6,000 customers who subscribe uh, to our service. And in addition, we have about 50 million employees and HR generalists and other people who use our data on our free website each year to help them uh, also find their right fit and to make sure that they're getting it right. That's incredible. Uh, so that's funny. To, I had forgotten about the, the consumer facing site because I used that years ago when our budget was zero as a team to try to figure out like, what are these jobs worth? What do they pay? And you give me some sort of just number to put on it and just some kind of mark to go off of. And so I'd forgotten about that piece of it. So yeah, everybody out there probably has done that check once in a, once in their lifetime for themselves or for someone else in their life, a friend, a family member trying to get them through there. So that's so much fun to, to think about this impact you're having, not just on the company side, because that's tremendous. And we're going to talk about that a lot today, 
but on that employee and the individual side as well, you're, you're supporting people as they're making these life-changing decisions and they're making these big commitments of portion of their life to a company to make sure they're getting a fair deal, they're getting the, the right number for whatever their skills are worth and those kind of things. So that's fine. So with all of the, goodness, this world is, is topsy-turvy, it feels like, all the things happening in the market today around employment, around hiring, around employee retention, all those kind of things, what do you see as a, the top two or three priorities maybe for companies when it comes to compensation hooking into those kind of things? So I think that there's a couple of things going on that we're hearing about in the market a lot, and they're a little bit different. The first one is pay equity. And I think this is a really opportune time where the there's been a lo- bunch of legislative changes that make it okay and safe for a company to really do more broad-based pay equity work as long as you're willing to make some changes based upon the analysis. That creates a safe harbor. So that's really opened up the market for companies to respond to the societal pressure and the pressure from their employees to make sure that they're paying fairly internally across their company and externally to the external labor market. So pay equity has become a big thing. We have product coming out shortly in that area, and we're, we're very excited about what this means for everybody in comp. And then there's a second theme we're seeing, which is really wage inflation. And there there are significant retention problems out there. Over 50% of employees report that they are going to consider switching jobs this year. That's a really stunning number and an extension of the disruption that we've all been going through in the pandemic. And while there's been great social costs and health costs and mental health costs to all of us um, who've lived through the pandemic, there's going to be a big cost to companies and a big opportunity for people. And I hope that both companies and people end up staying competitive on pay, which probably means paying a little more than you're used to going forward, but also that they pay attention to fit and that people don't switch jobs into the wrong job, that they switch jobs into the right job, and that the companies do a good job of fitting people in when they have to backfill or holding on to their best fit people that they have today. So I think fit's really important as a theme, and I think paying competitively and staying competitive and staying on top of the data so that you are paying fairly to market for your people, those are two really important things that have to happen this year. This isn't a pitch for what you and your team do, but one of the things that I've been able to see is the job description capability of managing some of the job descriptions and the things, tying those things back to compensation. And for those companies right now that are listening to this thinking, wow, those things can't set or yes, there are big priorities for us. I'll tell you that the tools now are smart enough to help you figure some of the things, these things out. So it's not all on your shoulders to just say, okay, I've got to go try to dig this up from scratch or figure out where that, you know, how much this job is worth or whatever else. The tools now are getting smart enough to say, hey, if you have XYZ skills, we can actually give you some insight into what those are worth and you can build out what a job specific job might look like because I again I know that some of the people listening to this might be at a smaller company or a mid-sized organization or they've worked at a big company that just has done a lot of salary survey work but never stepped into some of those other areas and so I just wanted to give them a little bit of encouragement after hearing you point to some of those priorities because the tools are getting smarter and they're enabling us as talent leaders to make faster and more informed decisions I would say, based on those kinds of things. Okay, sorry, I I hopped on my soapbox for a second there, but I'll I'll step back. One of the things I want to ask you about is we saw in the data in this research. So the research we just finished, it's going to be coming out very soon. It's 
hundreds and hundreds of companies in this data. And one of the things that we saw that I was excited about is that as companies are, are growing and expanding, the needs they have from a comp perspective can change and shift. And obviously the things you mentioned a minute ago, Kent, are all like external pressures, but there's also internal pressures. If you're gonna, you're growing bigger and suddenly we need this new requirement, we have this new requirement because we stepped into a new state or like all these different possibilities there. Talk about how compensation data helps companies as they're changing, as they're evolving, as they're, they realize, oh, suddenly now we have this new requirement. The data, I would imagine, helped to lay a fr- uh, sort of framework or foundation for those sorts of changes. But what's your take on that? So I think one of the interesting things in the research that Lighthouse recently issued for buyers of compensation data and compensation software systems is that for the first time, regression data sets, the survey aggregate, the survey of surveys data sets, have surpassed traditional compensation surveys as the most trusted and relied upon source of data. So that's a really interesting development. I think what that goes to is that small businesses and mid-sized businesses increasingly are getting a source and they start with a single source of data. So they're either buying a single survey that might be from an association or from a, a major survey vendor like us, or they're buying a regression data set, which is more of a log in and in 30 seconds, get your answer to almost any question that you'd have about comp and you can be in and out. And that's like a grown-up version of the salary wizard that we have on our our homepage that people can access at salary.com for free. And so smaller companies are single sourcing. And then as they get a little bit more sophisticated, they start to say, okay, maybe I should get a tech specialty survey and I'm going to have a tech survey plus a a generalized benchmarking source. And then maybe they're going to get something for their sales team and for sales compensation and get a little more granular there. So as companies get larger, they start to go a little deeper and they go from a single source to multiple sources of data. And then they eventually get to where they have five to seven vendors, each providing different pockets of data. And they're going for something called multi-sourcing, which is they're trying to have three sources of data from independent bodies and then triangulate in on what is the right pay for any one job. So if I'm trying to figure out how much to pay a developer uh, that has Oracle skills, I would want to get data from at least three sources to average in so that I'm eliminating any chance of bias in any one collection group or any survey group. And so as larger companies get to multi-sourcing, that's done historically, was done in Excel, and now 75% of the market has moved to true compensation tools and workflow that that wipes out Excel and makes it much faster and much easier to get the work done. And that's the other part of the business that's growing. So as you start with a single source, multi-source, and eventually deep multi-source and tools to support the complexity that you're embracing. That's been the, uh, that to me is is the cycle of commitment to compensation work. You talked about the data there, and I'll also say that one of the things we saw in this ongoing kind of maturity model we're building around compensation data and technology as companies are getting more robust, more mature in that function is that they start looking for tools built to do that. You mentioned Excel, and all of us listening into this have used Excel for something or another to support some sort of talent practice in the past. It's just an easy tool to use. But you start to outgrow that at some point. You start to need something a little more tailored, a little more focused on the actual outcomes you're trying to get to instead of just being this general multi-purpose tool that isn't built just to support these kind of things. It doesn't have the security around it. It doesn't have 
the flexibility around it. it doesn't help you to do some of the analysis you need to do. It's not built for those things. And so that was one of the other pieces we saw as companies are getting more mature is they start to look for what do we call purpose-built technology. You don't um, going to buy a lawn tractor to do something very careful and very neat and very, no, you buy that to tear something up, to do some big work, right? I don't know, we're about to buy some land. So that's top of mind for me, but you buy the tool, you use the tool that fits the purpose you have at hand. And so when companies are getting more focused on comp and thinking about how to be a little more structured there, not just for structured sake, but so that they can be quicker to respond and get a counter offer out or to know how to make sure they're paying their people equitably, as you pointed out earlier, those kind of things, the comp the tools can help us to make those decisions a little more quickly, a little more equitably across the spectrum and scale those up. So I wanted to make sure and tap on that one as well as part of that, because I think that's really critical. You, the data, absolutely, I'm with you on that. Companies get more, more clear on that, but the tools also support. So you have a chance on a regular basis to interact with business leaders, with talent leaders, with compensation leaders at this, at the, the customers that you work with. I'm wondering what piece of advice would you give someone working in that space right now, based on everything that's happening in the world today, if it's just a, you know, pat on the back bank saying it's going to be okay, or if there's something more targeted and, and point that you want to point out to them, but I'd love to open that for you. So everyone listening into this can take advantage of some of that collective wisdom that you've pulled together over the years. Look, I, I think right now the most critical issue facing organizations is retention of your employees. Some would argue it's for attraction because they're trying to build their employee base. But I think attraction, the problems that you have with attraction and getting new people to come to the job are reduced if you can keep the people in the job staying put and then you're adding on top. So I think retention is number one. And while the salary increase budgets are relatively low, I think the people should be using every compensation tool in their toolkit, which includes retention bonuses, We're seeing a lot of retention bonuses going out now. We, I, I think people could be using a variable pay increases, variable pay guarantees, so that we're guaranteeing part of your bonus this year, as so the companies can start to consider that more as part of base pay. Employees can consider that safe money that they're going to receive. And I want to make sure that people are doing recognition and, make, and communicating their pay philosophy so that employees can understand how they're going to prosper over time. I think it's a really important time to be connecting your pay philosophy and building trust with your existing employees that they have a career path with you. And I think that's number one. Number two is you've got to stay competitive with pay and you've got to understand the market. The third thing is pay equity. You have to make sure that you're distributing pay equitably internally. And if pay is going through a lot of change right now, this is a great time to make sure you also get to pay equity at the same time as you're moving money around to, to retain your best employees. If you're making a bunch of changes anyway, why not use now as a time to do that? Excellent. Okay. Goodness, that was like targeted right on. Okay, perfect. So three good takeaways for everybody listening in on some things to think about, things to prioritize, encouragement from someone who's been in and around the comp space for quite some time and has a lot of wisdom to share. So I'd love to shift just a little bit. Again, I'm, we, I asked you for some wisdom from that from that background and everything else you get to see. Now I'll turn your, put your future goggles on for a second, if you don't mind. What are you excited about in the coming months? What are you excited about something next? I don't know if it's a product feature, if it's just a way that market's going, doesn't matter to me. I'm curious, what is exciting you right now? What's keeping you interested? I think there's a seismic shift going on right now in the um, HR tech world and the opportunities for customers to participate and begin to realize the promise of what AI and machine learning 
and people analytics has to offer is now going to be realized because people in those areas have discovered that what they need to offer is data filled software, not data empty solutions that then the customer has to figure out how to put data in. And so what's happening now is you've got this new category of firms coming out and the category I believe is coming to be called talent intelligence. And it's super fun for us in salary.com because it's basically putting a name on what we already do and making it more mainstream because compensation is not always viewed in the mainstream of the talent management space. It's in there, but it's not truly mainstream. And so talent intelligence for us is integrating people analytics, AI and machine learning data work with internal and external data sets so that you can support your HR decisions across the full employee lifecycle from hire to retire. That means that it's impacting your performance management decision. It's impacting your hiring and your recruiting decisions. It's impacting decisions about who who needs more career development and what development would best fit them for their next look, next job and what's their career path looks like. And so that's a really exciting time for me because it's basically taking big data and applying it to old fashioned, now old fashioned talent management application stack and wrapping that talent management process with ML, AI, and data. And we go back to when we went first went public in 2007, we said, we are the HR data layer under underlying all of talent management. And basically talent intelligence is actually putting a name on that, that I wish I had been smart enough to come up with in 2007. So suddenly salary.com as we provide billions and billions of data points of pay, job description, skills, information about the organizations, information about people. We have all this data and Talent intelligence as a, I think, is an emerging super category that it's going to it's going to wrap all of talent management and make the data and the AI and the ML and the people analytics fulfill its promise. Because when you as a as an HR professional log in to a talent intelligence application, you're getting back information in 30 seconds. When you log into a people analytics thing, you actually have six months of work to do before you can ever get your first insight. And that is, that's what's going to make talent intelligence be mainstream, is it's ready to consume. Just like we do, salary.com has done in compensation, it's now coming to all of talent management. And we couldn't be more excited that someone's finally naming what we do for a living. And so we're excited to be part of it. And we are happy to be part of that emerging talent intelligence category. And I'm really looking forward to how much value we in the vendor universe can now help drive to our HR clients and actually to consumers and employees as well, because our approach is that talent intelligence is a two-sided opportunity for a better fit, not just to benefit HR. So we're very excited about that. I think we're going to see a lot about talent intelligence in the next year. That is so much fun to hear. I'm glad you brought that at the very end too. This is not just a Obviously, there's benefit for us as HR leaders, as talent leaders, to to have better decision-making, to have more data at our fingertips, to have some, not just data, but insight to know what decision to make. But to think about all the people that we support having some sort of interaction, some sort of insight on their own personal or professional level, that's what's really exciting about this. To let them have a little more control in the driver's seat, having them, letting them have a little more insight into 
what opportunities are there, what the compensation is attached to those kind of things, because that's a gap in the market right now. The tools that I've seen around career pathing or flexibility and those kinds of things, those don't tap into the compensation piece of that. And so, hey, here's the path ahead of you, but we're not, you don't find out till you get there that actually that's, that actually uh, the pay scale on that one is a little bit lower than the job you have now or something like that. Like there, there are lots of different reasons for having that incorporated. And until now, I haven't seen someone talk about it through that lens of having that matched up with the skills and careers and other kinds of pieces of this puzzle. So that's really intriguing. Oh gosh, I want to just nerd out on this all day, but I know we've got a, we've got a time limit on this. So if someone wants to learn more about salary.com, Ken, if they want to learn more about what you and the team are doing and how you're serving clients from small organizations all the way up to enterprise companies, what's the best way to do that? So we're obviously easy to find at www.salary.com. And it's that's easy to remember. So that's the easiest thing to say. We have lots of points of access in there if, where you can raise your hand to talk to somebody. And we love to talk to everybody who wants to talk to us. Come to the site, raise your hand, and uh, let's, let's have a conversation. Wonderful. I appreciate you so much for hanging out with us today, for, for sharing some insights and some ideas and some inspiration, I think, about the future of the, the space we're in from a talent perspective and what's next. Thank you for hanging out with us, Kent. Thank you, Ben. Appreciate your insights once again. Yes, sir. Absolutely. To everybody else out there, hope you enjoyed the conversation today. You got some good takeaways from Kent, right? Stay competitive. Think about retention, the pay equity piece. There's lots of good takeaways here. And as I mentioned earlier, if you are not the comp person, maybe you're a recruiter, maybe you're in learning, pass this to the comp person at your organization, to the person over there that deals with those things, because they would appreciate this set of ideas, perspectives on what's happening in that space. Thank you for hanging out with us. And we'll catch you again next time on We're Only Human. Thank you so much for joining me on the show today. I'm honored to have you as a listener. If you enjoyed this episode, please take 10 seconds to rate it at iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to your podcast. Also, if you know a friend that could benefit from today's conversation, please pass it their way. After all, a rising tide lifts all ships. To see show notes, sponsor information, and our full show archives, visit onlyhumanshow.com. 